There's going to be a lot of opportunity in 2023. You have to also be very cautiously optimistic. We're not purchasing in those areas of New York, New Jersey, California, uh, Chicago. We're looking at Sunbelt states. Why? Because populations are moving there. There is economic growth there. Companies are being enticed there with better tax structures. Welcome back to the Investing with Purpose podcast, where we explore the intersection of success and significance. We discuss alternative investment options from our experience buying hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate, but most importantly, how we're using that business to impact people in a positive way to leave a legacy that matters. Let's get after it. Welcome back to the Investing with Purpose podcast. My name is Steven. I'm your host. We're talking about blood in the water today. Sharks, they always can tell when there's blood in the water. So we launched a $100 million fund. And the timing couldn't be better. Frankly, there's a lot of opportunity coming in 2023 if you have cash on the sidelines ready to wait to deploy. So in 2023, there's $146 billion in loans in the commercial real estate space resetting. What does that mean? That means they're maturing, they're coming due. So you have two options. One, refinance. Two, sell the property. Three, if you can't do either one of those things, you have to bring capital to the table. So that's called a capital call. So I don't think a lot of people are going to get hurt in terms of maybe they're not going to hit their pro forma projections, but maybe they're not going to lose all their equity. That being said, I was just reading the real deal today and it's already starting. So I've been predicting this since last year. We knew that the headline was that took control over the narrative was rising interest rates. And rightfully so. It's a big deal. But what they haven't been talking about is the combination of these spiking interest rates and all these loans maturing in the real estate space. So interestingly enough, on the real deal today, Columbia Property Trust, a large office landlord controlled by PIMCO, PIMCO, brilliant investors, by the way, but Wall Street driven firm has defaulted on 1.7 billion in loans tied to seven buildings across the country. What kind of buildings? Office buildings. Where are these office buildings? Major metros. So this is kind of the backlash of the pandemic that we're starting to feel. But it's also why we don't invest in these types of asset classes. They're typically more volatile than multifamily apartment buildings. So $1.7 billion in loans defaulted. And then Brookfield in LA walks away from $784 million in loans connected with two trophy office towers. So Retail is also getting struck, right? Madison Realty Capital is looking at losing its Williamsburg Savings Bank building in downtown Brooklyn after the judge allowed the lender to proceed with a foreclosure on the retail condominium. So that's owned by a joint venture of Madison and private equity firm Seguler Guff. And that was a default of $22.2 million. So we're starting to track these issues, right? The development side, you have a developer that's defaulted on $85 million loan on West 37th. That was at Hudson Yard. There's a lot of mud getting slung right now, but where is that? Right? So this is an important aspect of geography driving your investment ethos. So we're in the Sun Belt, like a lot of other investors, but where you're starting to see these pandemic office buildings going out, going under, is in the major metros that had these eviction moratoriums for a long time and COVID shut down a lot of the office sector for a long time. And so, you know, this is still some of the backlash, but now couple that with interest rates that have doubled in the past nine months, 12 months, and all these loans maturing. So 
nobody had a crystal ball. So I'm not blaming these guys or saying that they did anything wrong. But five years ago, nobody was looking at 7% interest rates. So now you have to refinance five years later into a 7% loan versus the 3% loan that you had. So again, this is why we are doing fixed rate, long-term, 10 to 12-year debt. Fannie, Freddie, you know, we know what the DSCR, debt service coverage ratio, is out of the gate. We know what the income is, we know what the debt is, and we know basically the income that's current can cover the bills over time. We call that a bridge to nowhere, right? Five years ago, we get a five-year bridge loan, or three years ago, we get a three-year bridge loan, and then it's a bridge to where? Well, we expect that we're going to create all this value, and now we're going to go and refinance the property. But if interest rates have doubled and you didn't underwrite for that, you're probably in a tough spot. So you're either going to do capital calls, you're going to sell the project, or you're going to default. What does that mean for investors that have cash on the sidelines? Well, it means opportunity, right? So luckily, when you have the foresight and underwriting capability, then you can capitalize on some of these projects. Some of these investors will do what they call a recapitalization, which is basically taking their current investors out, recasting the note, bringing in new equity. And that has been a great strategy for us in the past as well, where we'll come in with an experienced operator and they know that by recapitalizing the deal, the cost of trading it is too high so they can keep it and basically just start over. Hey, we're going to reset the clock on a five-year term. We know that there's still this many units that we can still turn. We know that we're under rent on this 50% of the units. So let's just start the clock again. There's going to be a lot of opportunity in 2023. You have to also be very, we're cautiously optimistic, right? We're not purchasing in those areas of New York, New Jersey, California, uh, Chicago. We're looking at Sunbelt states. Why? Because populations are moving there. There is economic growth there. Companies are being enticed there with better tax structures. So as the companies move there, so do the workers. As the workers move there, they're following the money. Money is coming in. They need housing. An interesting statistic that I just read today as well on CBRE's 2023 outlook is that the cost of home ownership, the chasm between home ownership and rental is 57% higher for home ownership now. Pre-pandemic, that was an 8.5% disparity, meaning it cost 8.5% more to own than it did to rent, which... Now it's 57%. So a lot of people are getting priced out of the housing market because of these crazy interest rates and the price fluctuations that have taken place over the last couple of years. So that's going to create and drive demand in the multifamily rental space. I think the demand is going to be there in the Sunbelt for the foreseeable future. I think that as long as you're getting long-term debt in these projects, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to get good deals over the next 12, 24, 36 months. And we just need to make sure that we are cashed up. We have money waiting in the wings so that when we see a good deal, we can execute quickly on it. You know, we're under contract right now for a property that's about a $30 million acquisition, uh, great occupancy rates, great place to increase rents and decrease expenses. So opportunity everywhere. 2023, lots of these mortgages are resetting which will create a lot of opportunities. So we're excited for the year. I hope you are too. Just remember when you're reading these articles, if you Google commercial real estate, multifamily, positive outlook, you'll see a million positive articles. And if you see the sky is falling, then you'll see a lot of those as well. So I just gave you a great example of the real deal talking about these major metros and all the defaults, but that's not commercial real estate in general, right? That's office in very specific major metros. So just always look at it through the lens of education. If you have any questions, make sure you're reaching out to us too and seeing what we're looking at analytics wise. And we're happy to share a lot of the reports and things that we're looking at when we're underwriting deals. So anyway, that's it for me. Thanks for investing with purpose. See ya.
Thanks for listening to the Investing with Purpose podcast. If you're finding value, would you leave us a review and share this with your friends? And go to investingwithpurpose.org to learn more about how to partner with us and to learn more about the nonprofits that we support around the world.